We all understand the reality that you're ill highlighting right now, that our obedience and our Christian living flows out of the fact that Christ has accomplished everything. And we can't invert that relationship. Way, one way I might put it that's different this week is I think we often take things that are fruits of grace, like mm. repentance, obedience, right? And turn them into qualifications for grace. Mm. And that's very unhelpful in the church. And we do that not just on the front end, you know, in terms of regeneration or conversion, right? but we do that in an ongoing way, retroactively, right? Like one needs to be demonstrating all of this in order to prove that one has in fact, you know, received grace. And it's like, well, uh, rather than talking in all of this, again, you might, you might not be, and, and you might one day face a judgment and all of these things, it would be better to say you have received grace purely because God is gracious. You've been justified on account of Christ alone. You've received all of this by faith, and now you are born again and united to the Lord Jesus. And in light of all of that, you're going to live life in the community of the church and pursue righteousness and love. And now go about the business of doing that. And guess what? We're going to watch over each other, and we're going to try to protect one another. And we're going to come and partake of the means the Lord has given us you know, to nourish and sustain and strengthen our faith. That would be a much better way to talk Amen. rather than always using this... Um, I don't know, this unsettling tactic. I don't think it's done maliciously. I think it's done with the best of intentions because we want to be sincere Christians. We want mm. to be legitimate Christians. We don't want to be Christians in name only. We don't want to bring reproach upon Christ. We don't want to harm other people. But oftentimes we get at this the wrong way. I say that humbly, but but sincerely, that in fact what we need to do is emphasize the realities that God alone has accomplished through his son and given to us. And then we live from them. We're not chasing after something and we're not living with this uncertainty that it might not end well. We know we're secure and that affects how I live today. Amen. Yeah. Be strong in the Lord <laughs> and in his might uh, not be strong. I, I just got to read this paragraph. I think we read it yeah, last time, but please. I think it's helpful. This is from Lynn Baptist confession, chapter 16 point four. It says, uh, those who attain the greatest heights of obedience possible in this life are far from being able to merit reward by by going, uh, sorry, by going beyond duty or to do more than God requires. Instead, they fall short of much that is their duty to do. And the point of it is, is that what's, what's sad, Justin, is the works of that we think are adding to this parole, this probation, God looks at it and goes, those are not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> they have it, to be under the righteousness of Christ. Yeah. It, it is very different to say those who have received justification, those who have received grace now live this way mm -hmm. versus saying live this way in order to, pr to prove that you've been justified and to prove that you received grace. Mm -hmm. The, the former is apostolic. The latter is not That's right. in terms of how we talk. Thank you for listening. Today's reminder is from a recent Theocast episode hosted by John Moffat and Justin Perdue. Everyday Grace is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to help support our ministry, please visit theocast.org give.